With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Friday, June 26th. And before you head into the last weekend of June, we have some business to take care of. We have to answer your financial questions. If you're thinking about something that maybe you're going to do, maybe you're going to make a, uh, a move, it's the middle of the year, maybe it's quarter end, maybe you're rebalancing, give us a shout. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Maybe it's something about housing. Got a lot of housing data over the this past week and the data, pretty interesting. Existing home sales, they stunk, but new home sales, they were good. I think probably housing bottomed out a bit, just not a lot of inventory right now. So don't expect prices to be uh, affordable anytime soon. And uh, maybe you've got a question about taxes. Well, don't worry. We've got a special guest this weekend. If you have not filed your taxes yet, because it's the July 15th deadline, this weekend, friend of the pod, Ed Slot, IRA and tax expert, will be on the show. So for all of you guys who didn't file, maybe because you owed money, tune in this weekend. We'll have a special guest. Okay, let's get to your questions. Diana writes, thank you, Jill, for all the help you give everyone. You are amazing. Thanks. I see, Mark, that's when I read it myself. It sounds terrible. Okay, Diana continues, I am 70, single, and have been blessed with great finances. I'm also very frugal and owe nothing but taxes. Oh my gosh, I, I had a moment there. I have a total of $8.5 million in investments. Let me do that again. $8.5 million of investments. Uh, $1.6 million is in two IRAs. For 2019, I had an effective tax rate of 13%. My taxable income was 192,000 that was mostly from dividends since the top tax bracket is 37% and now only going to go up in my opinion i'm wondering if i should convert the two iras to a roth ira pay the $592,000 after the conversion pay the tax of almost 600,000 would this be a wise decision am i missing anything well let me just say this i would suspect that you could spread this out a little bit. You know, taxes are going to stay low for the next couple of years, probably. So even if you could spread this out and if not going into the the 37%, but maybe spread it out a little bit and stay in the 35%, the 32%, let's try 35. I think 35 wouldn't be bad. I think that would be a, a smart idea. That would allow you to convert a few hundred thousand each year in terms of for 2020 and also 2021. I don't know if tax rates are going to go up dramatically next year, even if Joe Biden were to win. I just think it would be a long, tough road to get that passed. I think that maybe we could try to do it at 35%. That's my hope for you. Now, that said, you have money and you can pay for it. And if you'd rather just do it all in one fell swoop, that's okay too. 
I mean, it sounds like you've got more money than you need. And having Roth money is certainly better because you know what your tax liability will be. So I'm okay with either decision you make. Greg writes, I'm a 65-year-old federal government retiree. There's a $336,000 balance on a 30-year fixed mortgage on my home. The home is valued at about a million dollars. My credit rating, 815. I have $165,000 in liquid assets, savings, CDs, mutual funds, and an annuity. I also have a million dollars in retirement assets. My pension, this is why it's good to be a federal government retiree. My pension is $5,200 a month. I will become eligible for Social Security in five months. I'm trying to refinance my mortgage to a 15-year fixed. I'm getting pushback from the mortgage industry because my loan-to-income ratio is too high. Do you have advice about where I might shop for a mortgage that will look beyond this ratio when qualifying me? All right. Why are we refinancing? What's the point here? So here's a question. Instead of refinancing, just make some extra payments. Turn it into a 15-year mortgage. Do that. And maybe don't even pay the the money to actually refinance. How many years are left on that mortgage? What is the interest rate? I have a feeling we could just do this ourselves, meaning just accelerate your payments. Here is a note from Lisa in Washington, D.C. She writes, a few years ago, my parents offered to help us pay for private school for our daughter. The school was too expensive for us alone, but we felt pressured to agree to take the conditional gift. We had to apply for financial aid after the second year. We received a small stipend from the school. We paid the difference about a third of the total costs. Last year, we decided to decline the gift and withdrew our daughter. Now she goes to a school that we can afford on our own. That's great. I recently learned my identity had been stolen, was able to trace the theft to the financial aid forms that I had filled out years earlier at the expense of schools. Oh my God. No assets were stolen. I closed the affected account as soon as it was breached. I also froze my credit and checking and my social security number was stolen. I filed a report with the FTC. I told my parents about the theft, told them to close the account from which they had paid their portion of tuition. My father's really upset by this. He thinks they should write me out of their estate plan. Wait a second. My father is really upset by this and thinks they should write me out of their estate plan. Is this necessary given the steps I've taken? All right. I don't know why your dad's upset. Is your father upset because he's mad at you for pulling the kid out? Is he mad because your identity was stolen or he thinks that you're going, that your security breach is going to hurt him? That's what I don't understand. That's number one. So we need to get some clarity on that. That you've taken every step that you need to take. Tell your dad that you got an unbiased second opinion from a third party, me, and I'm happy to talk to him about this, but I don't know what he's upset about. So I hope that helps, Lisa. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, Tom from Philadelphia writes, your podcasts and radio shows are making the lockdown bearable. Thank you. 
Okay. You're welcome. My spouse and I are in a wealth management program with TIAA, which I hope that you will agree is a great company. I do agree. Did you not hear our interview with Roger Ferguson, the CEO of TIAA? Now, Tom writes, we're both retired. I'm 71. He's 58. We have a total of three and a half million bucks in our retirement and brokerage accounts. Of this amount, 250,000 is in Roths. We have no debt. I receive social security benefits and we've been living off savings and sale of employee stock for four years. Our advisor does not see a need to convert any of our IRA funds to Roths because we would tap these funds as a last resort. I thought you had encouraged it. We can pay the tax from other funds because of the low rates. Thanks for your advice. I mean, you don't have to do every single bit, but I mean, a couple of things that that I think are interesting. One is that you're 71, your spouse is 58. So I think it's kind of great for you to be able to convert some of the money at lower tax brackets because, you know, he's going to keep living longer and, you know, statistically beyond you. So I think it's nice to have already paid the tax that's due. And I believe that taxes are going up in the long term. So I, I would say that I like... I really do like the idea of you converting at least some of the money into Roth so that you beef up those Roth assets. All right. Um, Okay. Let's see. Esteban writes, longtime listener, first time writer. Let me start by thanking you and Mark for the daily podcast. I'm sure it must take a lot of work to do the show on a daily basis. As someone who suffers from severe anxiety, these times have me in a very tough spot. However, Your calming voice and approach to finances are a true blessing. Sometimes we focus so much on our work that we lose sight of how it impacts people. I can tell you that your show has had and continues to have a huge impact on me and my family. Mark, I'm going to cry. That is the nicest thing. Thank you so much for writing that, Esteban. Mark and I really do appreciate it. Okay. He goes on to write, I have been working with a wealth management company, Uh, fiduciary since 2008 and have been satisfied with the management. Because of my anxiety, it would be difficult to safely manage our investments. We pay 1% of the assets under management, which is typical for the industry. That's right, it is. Many shows, pundits, bloggers concentrate on reducing unnecessary fees and having a management fee is considered a big no-no. In your opinion, is my approach flawed? Is paying 1% of assets under management jeopardizing our retirement? Should I consider doing it on my own? Once again, thank you so much for what you do. You make a huge difference in people's lives, definitely on mine. Well, thank you. Okay. I don't think paying 1% AUM is a big deal. I don't. But what I think you need to understand is what you are getting for that money. So first of all, for you, you're saying you're not going to actually manage this money on your own. The question is, can you get the same exact service you're receiving now and feel comfortable with the, the service that you know sort of will keep that anxiety level down with a cheaper alternative? what would a cheaper alternative look like? It might look like the Vanguard Digital Advisor. That is just a plain old money management tool from Vanguard. Again, if it's just investment management, that might be perfect for you. If you needed some help from a human being, or you could maybe use Vanguard's sort of step up in service called the personal service advisor, Vanguard personal service advisor. So that's a little more expensive, but you get 
advice. And Schwab has a similar tool, uh, Schwab Intelligent Portfolio, which is they do the money management online, but you get a human being. So does Betterment, which is giving a hybrid of money management and advice. These will be about half the cost and sometimes even less than that. But what I really want to stress is that if this means that it's going to cause you complete freaking out and you already feel anxious, then you don't necessarily have to do anything. I want to understand what the wealth management company is doing for you. And then we can sort of decide, is 1% worth it and where you might find some other alternatives. Okay. So thank you so much for writing. We really do appreciate it. If you've got a financial question, we want to hear from you. It is very easy to get in touch with us. If you're on the website, if you're on jillonmoney.com, all you have to do is hit the contact button in the upper right-hand corner. Otherwise, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. All right. Well, listen, it's going to be the weekend. Awesome two shows ahead of, of you. You're going to love this. Ed Slot back for two special broadcasts. We're going to do one show about what's going on with tax filing for the July 15th deadline that's coming up. We're going to do another show about some of the big retirement plan changes that are out there. All of that ahead of you this weekend, the last weekend of June, where I know, because you are listening and really smart people, that you are washing your hands and you are wearing your masks and you're maintaining that physical distance of six feet. I don't care what anyone says. Six feet seems fine. Don't need to get closer. Do me a favor. Try to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Try to lift someone up. If you can do that today, just one little note, just look at how good my mood is because we got such nice sentiments from you and the appreciation that you give to us makes this so worthwhile. So do that for someone else. That's fantastic. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.